0: Well, um, we are, well, Lindsay and I will give you like a, each a little life update of our weeks. um, And then we'll kind of flow right into what we're going to talk about today, which is kind of like your, our mindset around the unexpected, like, and how we can build margin in our week a little bit to deal with the unexpected. Um, and you'll quickly see exactly what we mean by the unexpected (laughs) when we start chatting um Lindsay has a sick kiddo and I had a fractured arm in my house this week and um you know those things any little thing when you're like full scheduled can really like throw you off and so we're just going to chat about the that today because we feel like it's very applicable and relatable to everyone whether you have kids or not you know just dealing with these like unexpected things that pop up and
1: yeah, yeah. the um, balls that cramp our style
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: so wait tell me like, I, I did not get the full story on Ruby
0: what happened? gosh so it was like 7 30 p.m and Seth was we just Like, okay, so this is the thing really quickly, just to say our week this week was just crazy. Like on Sunday, I was just like, oh my gosh, this week is going to be such a, like, just such a hard week period. And so anyway, Seth was at our house, our old house working because we listed it for sale like midnight last night. So we were trying to get all this stuff done. So he went from his full-time job to there to work. So I was like single parenting here, um, which is not a big deal. We have one kid, but like when you factor in getting all the animals to bed and getting Ruby to bed at the same time. You do not have
1: only one kid,
0: you have like 20 of them. Yeah, there's (laughs) animals. So there's a. we usually split that task and when Seth's not here, it's just me. So anyway. It was 7.30. Ruby goes to sleep at eight usually. And she had been playing with the neighbor. And the the neighbor's parents called the neighbor home. And I was like, perfect. Because it's time for Ruby to start getting ready for bed anyway. So I went back and started putting the animals away. And Ruby was supposed to be going inside to take a bath. And this has kind of been an ongoing thing with her where she and the neighbor are obsessed with each other and they're playing together all the time. And which is great, but she didn't tell me and she walked the neighbor home, which is literally like this. It's so silly. They're so, they're in love with each other. It's very sweet. They're besties. Like they play all the time. And I love that for them, but she wanted to walk her home and she didn't tell me that. So she walked Aria home and the neighbor went inside and Ruby took it upon herself to get on their trampoline alone. Like, So Ruby was on the trampoline alone. No one was with her. The neighbor had gone inside. I was putting the goats away. And I don't know what she was thinking. Like, oh, I'll just jump on this trampoline for a second. I'm going to prolong bedtime as long as I can. You know, kids are like masters at like prolonging bedtime. And so anyway, long story long at this point, she (laughs) was jumping on the trampoline and she did not zip the zipper up and you know, the one, the cage that was yeah. around, they do have that. It's a very safe trampoline. And I normally don't mind her on it at all. Um, she didn't zip the zipper and she fell off through that part, of course, backwards and nobody saw it because she was alone. Oh my and, gosh. Um, I'm just so thankful that she didn't hit her head or something, you know, like, yeah. Um. But then she tried to, you know, she tried to get back to our house, but she couldn't because it was so painful. So she just kind of like sat on the grass in between her neighbor, our neighbor's house and our house and was crying. And I didn't hear her because I thought she was inside taking a bath. I wasn't even like listening for kid. And um, thank God the neighbor's neighbor heard and came out and then came and got me and they're so sweet and so great so they were helpful and it yeah so she fractured her like elbow ish like her it's her humorous but it's like right at the elbow and so I could tell right away I mean like the way she was holding her arm she had to like hold it up because it was like she couldn't support her arm and there was a big old like protrusion and it was swelling pretty badly and yeah so we went to the urgent care in Columbus because it was the only one that was open and we were there late and they took a lot of scans and they were just making sure that there was no need for like, like transferring us downtown like that Which night. Is. And then they just splinted it. There was no need. Thank God. There's n- I don't think there's going to be any like surgical need and she'll probably be just in a cast for a little bit, but we okay. go on Monday to ortho. Do you have your kid? surely you've had fractures over there no i had the fracture oh that well yeah i know you did No, but yeah, no but- i'm saying oh, that's what's voice.
1: funny is because i was like all worried about them um knock on wood not yet we've been to the er and urgent care many of times but not for that mostly like busted chins and yeah you know those sort um,
0: of i'm shocked that ruby that it was that ruby broken a bone because she since she's been a baby like she's she has no fear so from that standpoint I guess I'm not super shocked but she's always been very careful and calculated with her no fear like Mm -hmm. she's she's usually like pretty I don't know but I think she's just operating out of this place lately of like loving the she's obsessed with the neighbor like she wants to play she wants to push bedtime back and yeah she's living living her best life out here I feel like
1: that whole scenario makes me really feel like Ruby is your daughter like I'm just (laughs) gonna take this little risk and I'm gonna jump right here and no one's gonna know
0: (laughs) because I'm just gonna jump by myself totally my daughter (laughs) totally my child and like I felt so bad because I obviously she disobeyed me and so there was that element of it but also yeah. she broke a bone so I wasn't gonna like harp on it too much but the I, lesson like, was the, in there the lesson she learned her lesson I know yeah. she did I mean she's, yeah. she's not a dumb she's not dumb she knew and so oh. but I so I didn't say anything I was of course just like comforting her and but then yesterday I did take the opportunity to be like you know like I want to remind you that when your parents give you rules, like, cause we just talked about that this week. Like if you are going to the neighbor's house, you have to just ask me first because I need to know where you are. Like, mm-hmm. and so without context, that's really hard for a kid to understand okay. sometimes, you know, or just like, why it's not a big deal. I'm just going over here. Right. So- it's right there. Why yeah. do I have to tell you every time we're running, you know, and in her defense, they are running back and forth all mm-hmm. night. Like, from our house to their house and blah blah blah. And and I love that for her. I'm so happy that she has that friend so close. But I, you know, I said, This is this is why I just because you couldn't hold your arm up and I didn't even know you were there. And so yeah. like I mean, you know. Sweet know. buddy. Well, hey. I'm glad she'll be okay. That is no fun though. That's really hard. She'll be totally fine. But in her she's a Sagittarius, and I'm a Leo. So like sometimes it's just like two really strong chickadees, like battling it out. And the next day she was just, she was such a trooper, like the whole time, but she was tired. The next day we were out late at the urgent care. And, and I think she's just in healing mode. So she's tired, but we were trying to do some school the next day. And she was like, which by the way, she wanted to. And, and so, but then once we started, she was like, I can't write. This is the hand that I write with. And it's not, she fractured her left arm and she's right-handed. And I was like, Ruby, like you never write with that hand. You always use your right hand to write. And she was like, got very tearful and very like, and I and I just realized right away, like, let's just not do school today because, you know, which again is the beauty of homeschool. And if she had gone to real school, I wouldn't have sent her um, that first day. But anyway, she was just like, Trying to convince me that she was left-handed, and <laughs> I was like, girl, wait. First
1: of all, I love that you called it real school instead of public school. And second of all, um, <laughs> this is so funny because I remember, gosh, was it like first grade. I had a friend that broke her arm, and so she had to write with her left hand. So during that whole time, I re- also was writing with my left hand. <laughs> <laughs> like in solidarity with my friend what a what a true friend you are but I also was convinced that I could do it well so I remember being like and the teacher's like can you just write with your right hand I'm like, you just knock it off <laughs> so I like, was convinced I was ambidextrous but like on my own accord but like, you know, you like can really you stop it. like she has to do it you know? anyway
0: <laughs> I used to make like um I used to want braces so badly, and like all of my classmates had braces, so I would take a paperclip and like put it as a retainer on my mouth because I thought it was like so cool to be like in a yeah. in a dental appliance. Like, a did you get room. them? I did end up getting them. Yeah. No, did I was you gonna them? say because you have perfect teeth and they're like really white. Do you whiten your teeth? Um, once a year, I I do
1: because so, you like, know I, look at yours; they're like shining in the. Fun.
0: i used the um the last couple of years this is we should um have like a little uh kickback okay. from this company since we're talking about it uh lumineux luminex yeah, yeah. with the x lumine yeah. i ordered those
1: just two days ago oh, had to meet my, um, amazon minimum i love them i don't Wait. think mine are yeah. working as well you as have
0: your- an amazon minimum
1: if you want to get same day delivery, which I did, because oh. I had to get like a um wallpaper repair glue and it was five bucks. So then you have to meet like a $25 I item, but it's only on eligible items. So you can't just get anything. So I was looking at the items and that is, was, a,
0: is a Hanes sweatsuit an eligible item. Oh my
1: gosh. Well
0: <laughs> that's gonna be
1: my next search next
0: time. You could always just get another one of those. It's probably time. I feel like this has been like three years of wear. Is that what you're wearing right now? Yep. Yeah, girl. I was thinking, I almost texted you the other day because I do not yet have a Hanes sweatsuit. Mm -hmm. But I always think about you around this time of year when I pull out my sweats because I'm like, I need to get one. But so is it just like the OG, like Hanes, like, or do they have like. Specifically men's, men's Hanes men's they suits. have a high crotch so you can wear them kind of
1: like high-waisted I mean they're not cute it's not like a cute look it is a comfort look but I don't do the full sweatsuit like this is like a what is this probably like a target sweatshirt okay like, mix and match my s-
0: sweatwear. I kind of want the full I kind of want the full top and bottom. I do
1: have hand sweatshirts but they I don't like their sweatshirts as much I don't know why yeah. but well you should pull it up and bottom.
0: Yeah, I will. I'm gonna do it. Oh, I'm wait. gonna and I'm gonna get the same color. My friend Kelly um in college named if you're wearing the same color on the top and bottom, we're really getting off topic, by the way. Yeah. But if you if you wear the same color on top and bottom, it's called a poop suit. And so wait, I've heard you say this before, I think a poop yeah. suit. That's really funny. I did not make it up. My friend Kelly did, but I I've adopted it. And so okay. Um, yeah, I love to rock a poop suit, sweatsuit, and there's nothing that's, that drives Seth more crazy than that. And I just love it. And I, I don't love driving him crazy, but I love a poop suit, sweatsuit and I'm going to do it in the hands.
1: Here's the thing I used to, in the winter wear like leggings or like cute tight sweats that like hurt my abdomen. I don't know. Cause I thought I wanted to like, still feel cute. Now, when I'm home, cute goes out the window. I want to be so comfortable, hence the men's handswear. Yes. And I have never felt more comfortable. They're also really good snacking pants. You can just
0: <laughs> wear them. And <laughs> it's just snacking pants. Snack and pants. So when you take off your snacking pants and put on your denim that's that's bad. when reality it's a hits a terrible them. transition. But that's labs. for the
1: that's most labs. part, you just should wear them all winter long. <laughs> and only when necessary. Do
0: you wear them out in public?
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate. <laughs> my butt, well, this isn't like this that public because like everyone doesn't look cute. Well, at least in my neighborhood at the bus stop. But the but when I arrived at the bus stop, I'm pretty sure people are like, <laughs> it's usually some sort of suit, not full poop suit, but like some sort of that feel. Socks, sandals, sometimes like when it gets a little bit colder, like a toboggan hat. And I
0: just am like a real. I vet. love that. Lindsay, socks and sandals are kind of trendy. I mean, well, are- that's true, yeah. Now it's,
1: I brought it back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. You single-handedly did that and yeah. I
1: appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: Oh, okay. That's that's funny okay let's get back let's get back I do like this conversation that's fine yeah, we
1: spent like four hours I go random
0: stuff yeah like it um okay so you've kind of had a similar week though like not a broken bone but something that kind of derailed your plans. so tell mm-hmm. us about it well my kids are back
1: in real school um <laughs> and I think that's why like I don't know just germs floating around everywhere and um I, I don't know Jude came home Wednesday with a stomach ache and then he had a fever and has still been home that's fine and it used to not be that big of a deal when I was also home but then when I have work obligations now it's interesting because I'm like oh my gosh obviously my kids always come first but Um, I don't have a job, that I can still do it at home. And so it's either cancel a client and reschedule, which like, that's a whole thing. And so this week, thank God, Justin works at home and is like Superman and can do it. He was just like, just go do your thing. But I feel like the derailment of like, when something happens like that, like, I know everybody gets sick. It's not like this is just a commonality that we all experience but when something happens like that the unexpected I feel like my tendency is to get really flustered rather than being like it is what it is he'll be okay Justin can also handle him because like I just historically have always handled the sick kids and it makes me feel better to have taps on taps on like them when they're sick right Um, but I've had to just tell myself, like, in this new chapter, like, I'm gonna have to, A like, new working girl era. It, yes, exactly. But I'm gonna have to, like, allow him to do those things. And he's always been happy to step in. I've just always been like, no, I got it, you know, because I right. did. And so it's probably really good for both of us. Um, and of course, there's gonna be times where I'm going to have to cancel things, but it, it, it is kind of nice to feel like. I don't know. You just got to work together. But also, I had to cog- cognitively cognitively what, what am I thinking of? I had to be cognizant of not letting that just make me like nervous, and, upset the whole day, you know? Out. Yeah. Yeah. Which is dumb. But I just, you know, no one likes when their kids
0: don't feel well. Just well, just I so think, hard. I mean, I think that's so like, not only did it like kind of, reprogram your, you had to reprogram your week. But I think that's such an important like thing is like trusting other people with your kids when they're in a less than perfect state. Like that's really hard when you've been in that role for so long, like, that's hard to do for sure. That's yeah, I'm a whole. like, I'm
1: the one that slings that homeopathic medicine and I'm like, get better, you know. But right. um, <laughs> but I think like that's what a partnership is and Justin's like happy to do that. And also that's a reality when you have two parents that are working, especially outside the home. Like you have to, I mean, hopefully you have that balance of some sort. If not, hopefully you have somebody else that's helping because you
0: cannot do it all. Well, yeah. And I was going to say like, not all husbands are Justin, like Gulliver, like some of them can't help or don't help or won't help or Like, or I know I have a couple friends who probably wouldn't feel confident with their husbands helping. Like, you know I mean I think you're lucky to have that for sure
1: well and like you know he works at home like some people if you work have a job two people have a job outside the home that's so hard so anyways that was just our like it's new to us kind of challenge but mostly it just made me think like because of our weeks this week and again everybody will be okay and they're all healthy and right healthy but it just made me think like how am I, when the unexpected happens, like, how do I respond to that? And then how does that transfer onto my family? Because I want to be, leave and be like, Jude, you're going to be just fine. Daddy's here. He's going to take care of you. And I leave and do my job and come back, you know? Um, so yeah. Yeah. I I had like,
0: I had the opposite reaction, which is cool. I like it when we have different, um, viewpoints on something because then we're two different relatable people but i so our i said on sunday like our week is just crazy we listed we listed our prior family home last night on the markets for sale and there was a lot of work involved to get that done and ready to list and um also on whatever day that was that ruby broke our arm That morning we woke up, we're having a heck of a time with our livestock guardian dog. Um, We have multiple dogs that come around. Some are ours, some are not. And none of them bother the chickens. But we bought this dog for the purpose of protecting our livestock, including our chicken, our poultry. And he's the only one that is not getting it and killing them. And so that morning I woke up and I went out to feed everyone. And I just bought two new chickens last week and they were down on them. They looked, they were dead. They looked dead. They were not dead. They looked dead, but he got them. Oh. Um, I went out to go let him out. And there were those two new chickens were just like looking lifeless. And I, and I, after that, I literally said like Ruby and I were in the car and I said, not today, Satan. And, and Ruby and I said a prayer and I guess we did not pray for her. Ruby to not fall off the trampoline. Cause later that afternoon, that's what, when that happened, but it just felt like a very chaotic week already and sometimes it just I don't know like when it rains it pours it feels like and I normally that would totally cause me to get into a tailspin but when she broke her arm or in that moment everything shifted into perspective and it was like who cares if the chicken's dead or who cares if our house isn't as clean as it needs to be before we list like it just shifted and I actually calmed down it was weird like I it calmed me almost because it was just like the ruby is my focus and if nothing else gets done this week like I don't care whereas before that happened I was like I have to do this perfectly I have to do this perfectly I have to do this perfectly and then none of that mattered to me anymore after after, you know, seeing my kid in pain and yeah, having to walk you, It's
1: like, okay, this it is, is the only important thing right now.
0: Yeah. And it wasn't like I was relieved or calmed by the fact yeah. that she broke her arm. Not at all. But I just was, all of those other things just kind of faded away. And I think, like, I don't know, perspective is such a funny thing. And I was thinking about this. like, My initial reaction was like, at least she didn't hit her head. And of course, I mean that, but also like as humans, we can either focus in on, I, I posted this on my Instagram the other day, like basically life is all made up of either hardships or blessings. That's it. Like it's just hardships and blessings on repeat in like, where are you focusing in? Cause they're both there. And maybe sometimes they're not always balanced. Maybe there's more hardships than blessings. I do feel like when it rains, it pours. But you still have to, I think, in order to get through, like, just swap your mindset and, like, cling to those blessings, however small they may be to, like, pull you through those times, you know, when life is really freaking stressful. Easier said than done, obviously. But
1: Well, and I think the hardest part is, like, in both of those, the hardships and blessings, like, they're guaranteed. (laughs) Like, it's not, like you get them and I don't I mean they're going to be different but it's like we're always going to be inconvenienced by things all the time like yes somebody hits your car or whatever you know and um I mean hopefully obviously if that's like not I, I'm saying like a bump not like a big deal but you know what I'm saying like just whatever just inconveniences all the time and um I do think that like I think the focus is interesting because the busier we have our lives, like, well, because this is what I thought the day that Jude got sick and he was home, I was like, dang it. I was going to go to Trader Joe's. I was going to go shopping for blah, blah, blah. Like I had this laundry list of stuff that like did not need to be done that day. But in my head, that was what I was going to do. So even yeah, when he was home. It felt like I like had to put my whole life on pause when really it was like, what was
0: those were like trivial things
1: anyways.
0: Yeah, you know? <laughs> And so, and I've talked about this before on here, but sometimes I think we get so wrapped up in those trivial things that yeah. like, and and listen, I love a Trader Joe's run too. Like I want, that's on my list of things to do right now, actually. But like, do, the, do those, are those things actually worth occupying our headspace, like headspace over, you know? And it takes sometimes, an illness or a broken bone for us to realize that like those things are really not that important and maybe we're just making ourselves extra busy when we don't actually need to be like you know like yeah I don't know
1: the other thing is like um it was funny because last night I mean, I'm just saying this because I have a lot of times where I'm not winning. But this, but I was sitting on the couch with Jude last night. Meanwhile, I had left him for three hours to do like a wallpaper thing. But I'm sitting on the couch and he looked over. He was like, you are just such a good mom. I was like, oh, nice. Why did you say that? And he's like, well, you've just taken such good care of me today. And in my head, I left him to do a wallpaper job and Justin took care of him. But nonetheless, he felt taken care of and loved. And so it's interesting, too, just that, like, I feel like when we can be present or we can compromise those times where we had other things and I did just, like, sit with him for a little bit instead of making myself busy, um, obviously, that's, like, people notice that, you know? And so I want to do that for not just my kids, but for people, because I know how that does feel good when people do that for you, too. Um, it feels nice to be like loved on when you need that so yeah. that was just really sweet and i
0: was like oh that's so sweet I'm but sorry. don't you also think that kids sometimes like or at least Ruby does I don't know how how boys are with this but like Ruby knows when I need to hear that probably like, yeah <laughs> Like maybe he knew that you were feeling guilty about leaving or something. And he, I don't know, subconsciously was just like reassuring you. Yeah, Jude um, is a very intuitive,
1: like he could. Yeah. So he probably, yeah, that probably is what it's like. She needs a little love. <laughs> so that
0: yeah. way, I but he care. also was feeling <laughs> that. I mean, you also yeah. just made him feel loved. Like it yeah. was genuine, but I it's just think sweet, you know, because I feel like
1: that's him. really where like, like, when you talk about, like, being a mom, like, those are the moments where you get to, like, actually make a huge impact, even though it's crimping our style a little bit, Yeah, it just made me,
0: that's so sweet, I, the very first time, I mean, Ruby was so young, she, she, she talked young, and she was, I don't remember how old, but I just remember like, I don't know what was going on in our lives, probably nothing. I was probably filling my days with stupid shit, like Trader Joe's runs and getting my nails done and stuff that didn't actually matter at all. But I felt very like crazy busy this one day. And I also felt I was just feeling so much mom guilt around it. Like I was buzzing around and doing all this stuff and I think we were leaving for a trip or something. And so I was like in packing mode and Ruby was so young and we were, I remember where we were sitting. I sat down next to her for like the first time. Like I sat down next to her for the first time that day and she said, I love you, mommy. And it was the first time she ever said that to me. And it was like, she knew that I like was feeling bad. Like I know she knew that I was like feeling guilty or something. And I don't know. It was just so sweet. Like she was reassuring me. and That is cute. I don't know. Kids are so sweet. But it, that, in that moment that stopped me in my tracks. Like when she said that to me, I was like, oh, what? Like I, this child, like, I don't know. I just, she could tell that I was stressed and yeah. like, I don't know. It was like, um, I don't know, just a, a moment where I was like, again, it just brought me back to perspective reality of like, yeah. what's important and what's not. And Yeah.
1: Yeah so how do we like not I feel like my well I'm speaking of the choir because I need these tools too but like how do we not get so thrown off or like emotionally just like in a tailspin when the unexpected happens and I'm talking about like the normal unexpected not the like crazy tragic unexpected just day to day.
0: I think even that is important to say like what you already you said it a few minutes ago like the hardships are going to happen and I think sometimes we're programmed in this world of convenience and um fast we're we're I when you sit down and you think about it yes of course hardships are going to happen but I don't think we're always operating from that lens like and I think if we just obviously we're not shifting into a place where we're like in a negative, like, Oh, everything's going to be awful all the time. Like it's not that it's a fine line of realizing that like to expect the unexpected, to, to realize that the hard is always going to be present alongside the good. And sometimes I think we as humans just think our lives should be all good and that there's not going to be hard. So when hard comes up, it's like, ah, how can I move away from this as fast as possible? You know? And like, that's not necessarily a good place to be because the hard is always going to be there. So I think just the first step is just knowing that the hard is there's always going to be something hard going on. And, and we shouldn't like run from that. It's just, we should embrace that. And I think, you know, the first step to acknowledging your problem is is admitting, it. isn't that how it goes? Like we just have to acknowledge that hard is going to be there probably at all times in one of our departments of our lives, you know, I think just accepting that and stuff. Yeah. Nobody to,
1: wants that. Like Nobody wants
0: want that. It is there always. Like there's always something hard going on in my life. At least, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm not doing it right. I don't know. No, but, I mean, it is what it is. It's
1: like kind of funny. Cause I feel like even I see with kids, like, it's like they all take turns having their days or their challenges yeah. going Thank God it's not all like on one time. One time I was in a Bible study. It was like a couples thing before we got married. And it just felt like every week, like, I don't know, like somebody had something crazy, but not everybody at the same time. And yeah. our friend who was leading it was like, well, that's how it works. It's like, we can't all fall apart at the same time. We all have to take our turn so we can lift each other up. And I loved that, like she was kind of joking, but I'm like, no, that's true. It's like, life's gonna, it's gonna do that. And people have their own scenarios. But then like, we've talked about it a million times too. It's like, who's in our corner or who do we have around us? So when we do need that help or that support, um, you know, we have that built in too. For sure. And maybe it's just like calling them on the phone for five minutes. It's not like they have to rush over and like take care of my child. It's more of just like, uh right. I hear you. A support That's system. You'll be okay. Yeah. You know, yes. blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah. For sure. Um. Yeah. So I think like just having, you know, having support, knowing that days are going to be hard, having support systems when they are hard. And then, um. you know, just, I don't know, for me, at least it's, a, it's, those are refining moments when your kids are sick or your car gets a flat tire or. Um, I was driving down the highway yesterday and I was like yammering to a friend and I knew that I was low on gas but I forgot and I looked down and I was like at a place I was on the highway with no exit and I it said zero miles till empty and I was like are you, you... Were driving on a prayer girl I Oh my gosh! Literally, I I I was like, I gotta go. I'm I'm freaking out. Like like my I don't have any gas, and I just got so I was like, please Jesus, please Jesus. Like the whole way, and I made it to the gas station, but I um I don't know where I was going with that at all. I Sorry, just, I didn't to do. You're on. No, the- it's fine. But I just think that like you know you just have to. I don't know why. I don't know why I told that story. I was gonna say. Well, something.
1: sorry. I feel like I was like on
0: the prayer. Um, I it was. So I was. I was totally.
1: Well, you were maybe because it was just like out of nowhere. You realized that you were out of Yes. Gas you had to like. Yeah, that's it what there. it
0: was. And so anyway, I I was kind of even though I shouldn't have been because my car warned me well in advance that I needed gas. <laughs> but <laughs> um, I. But those things pop up, and then you just have to like, focus in on what you need to to do and kind of let the other stuff go and give yourself grace. Like this is when I think that we've talked about this a million times. I love this analogy, but that music switch box, is that what it's called where you have like all the different levers that you can put up and down? Like sometimes all of your life levers have to go down and you're like caring for a sick child lever goes up and that's it. You put, Oh, that's what I was going to say it's a very refining moment. Like it helps you focus in on what's actually important, like getting gas in your car or taking care of a sick kid. And I don't know. Yeah, for sure. We have a minute. Yeah. So let's um, take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Okay,
1: we're back. One thing I wanted to say too, with all of this stuff, like curveballs and all of it, I think for me, at least the biggest part of, being able to manage curveballs is stress management. And oh my gosh. And like I think that like what I okay, this is my life. If I find ways to relieve my stress during the week, i e exercising um or making time for myself, whatever that is, like getting having getting a walk with a friend or whatever. If I have built those things into my life, I'm way more equipped to deal with stress. And I think that that is just, it's a proactive preventative measure
0: for when the hard stuff comes. I can, that's how I feel about that. I love that. And I think it's so tempting when you're stressed to like say to yourself, mm-hmm. I'm going to get an extra hour of sleep instead of getting up and exercising because I'm tired, I'm stressed, I'm tired. I need, and it's tempting to turn away from those built-in routines that are, at least for me, I'm tempted to turn away from those in those moments because I'm like, oh, I'm already so stressed. I can't do one more thing. But every single time I stick to my routine as best as I can, I feel so much better. Like what 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 is tempting to do is not what I should do. I should lean into that routine Stay on top of my exercise, stay on top of my healthy eating, stay on top of my sleep, like all the things that keep me healthy and thriving. Keep those on board as much as you can through the stressful weeks, because that is like your saving grace for sure. Yeah. And the hardest part is
1: like when hard stuff comes, that's usually the first thing that people want to cut out because you're just, your energy's lower but I think like, even just prioritizing, I've been reading about just the benefits of walking and everyone can walk, even if you're stressed. You don't, you can I mean, maybe you are not up for a HIIT workout or a hot yoga session, but like you can still walk around the block. And, you know, I think like those grounding tools of like getting our bodies centered are just so much more important than we realize. And yeah prioritizing the heck out of that stuff um and I think like not feeling bad like I had lunch with a friend who was talking about her plate being full I mean she has a lot of kids and um but just like she was like I just you know I'm like overwhelmed and I think a lot of us live in that overwhelm um and it's okay if your threshold is lower than the next person and I think just like if it is then you especially need to build in that stuff. I think I'm one of those people. Like I can get overwhelmed easily. So I know what I have to build into my life. Whereas like Justin, on the other hand, like he's pretty chill and maybe missing like a week's worth of workouts isn't going to impact him as much as me because I need more of a release. So just knowing yourself and allowing, um, like it's okay that you're not exactly wired like your best friend.
0: Totally. And I think that's a really important reminder because as women, we're kind of like always measuring ourselves up against the next person. Sometimes we can be, and that's so silly. Like we're, we're all wired so differently. And I think I love that. Like I have a friend who like, I don't know, she just made me realize like so much grace for myself because she openly admitted that she had a low threshold. Like she was like, I don't know, but I just I can't tolerate much. And I know that, and I'm okay with that. And I, and then I was like, she said that to me once. And I was like, Oh, it was like, almost like a very, I had never thought about that, that we all have different thresholds, but it's so true. And, and if you have a low threshold, like that's totally cool. Like, you know, you're probably going to live a longer life because you don't allow yourself to get so stressed out. I don't know, but, um, leaning into that for sure, giving yourself so much grace. Um, and not, not comparing comparison is such a thief, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. And just like, I mean, this is the one more
1: thing that I'm thinking of, like, sometimes I think in the past I used to use like umbrella terms for my day. Like, oh, it was such a bad day or, oh, this is a great day. And it's like, just the notion that it can be both like it could be it could have been a good day until that one thing happened and it's okay it's just one part of your day and it doesn't have to like you know define it and stuff um which is why like even with my kids like one of them is kind of having a hard time with school and so um I'm like, okay, well, what were the good parts of the day? Because there were good parts of the day. You always have good parts. There has to be something, like there's some blessing or some good part of the day. And so again, like with our gratitude journal, it's like, you've got to pull out those good parts and then it changes our focus a little bit. Um, doesn't take away the annoyances of like when we're um, inconvenienced or, you know, things are coming up, but it
0: does shift um, what we're thinking about. So. Sure. where your mindset focuses where you focus in on for sure I love that yeah but I mean and I am like preaching the
1: fire because
0: this is a practice
1: for me oh for sure Uh, why to be like oh it's a great day each and every day like it's not the house fell down but I woke up yeah
0: no (laughs) totally I I mean it's all, all of this stuff is such a practice like everything I've said is nothing that I've perfected at all um and I think when you were talking about like the day is not ruined just because one bad thing happened I think that's I love like I've read this before to break your day into three days and when I read it it was in the context of like being productive but you could also shift that into just like appreciating you know like if you're if you woke up and you had a bad morning like I think as humans, we are tempted to just be like, well, F it. I, this day, like I, I even, I said this on my Instagram this week. I was like, can I just go to sleep and wake up tomorrow? And yeah. And after that is when Ruby broke her arm. So like I had already written off the whole day as bad. Oh, you were done. I was done. And then, but little did I know, I still had a whole other chapter of that day. that was <laughs> So anyway, if you yeah. break your day into like morning, noon and night, if you think about your day like that, if your morning is bad, then who cares your morning ends and then you get the the noon time. And if that part is good, then yay. And you know, you just break your day into three days and you don't write off an entire day because you know, you ate a junky breakfast or you, you know, um, had a bad morning meeting at work or whatever you, you just, you the rest of your day can still be good
1: yeah it was part two sucked but part three was redeemed um one time I was talking to my friend Hillary I forget what we were talking about but it just makes me like think like humor is also a really good thing to include when you're stressed but um I don't know if we were talking about like how people responded when I broke my arm in three places I that maybe that's what it was but I remember hearing in the phrase like and you even said it about Ruby because it's like our natural instinct when people would say, "Well, it could have been worse." And I'm looking and I'm like feels pretty bad. I had to have like a whole plate and twelve screws for life, like. And then, so our joke is, "Well, could have been worse." And then the other one says, "Well, it could have been better," and because I'm like, "Call it what it is." Like it kind of sucks. And right. like, yeah. yes, it usually could always be worse, but I'm like it could have also been a lot better. Right. Um, so I don't know why that doesn't mean it's funny. When and people well, say I, that we're always like, could have been better.
0: <laughs> I think as humans, like there's a coping mechanism there. It's just like trying to find the silver lining. And sometimes there's not, sometimes it just freaking sucks. Like yeah. that day that we had was just an awful day all around. I broke my day into three days and every freaking th- third of that day freaking sucked. It just did. It just, that's just how it was. And yeah. Um, you know could have been so. worse no, I'm just kidding but
1: yeah I a lot I mean, better but like the, again this is a whole nother topic but it's like when we see people going through hardship we try to like find the words to make them yeah, feel exactly. better and like most of the time none of that stuff is gonna work it's just like I'm sorry yeah leave it but um yeah I don't know like life is life is interesting and You know, if we knew it was coming, I think we would be a anxious mess. And so the like, I don't know, whatever the silver lining is that we get to just like be in today and be present and um, we get to choose for the most part, our outlook on how we deal with stuff. And I don't know, like it's just a continuous test.
0: Do you ever think about that like sometimes I think about like that like I'm I maybe this is things I maybe I need to be diagnosed with anxiety but sometimes I think like oh my gosh what is gonna happen next that's like that like I think about that uh, That is anxiety I try
1: not to do that anymore but yes I absolutely
0: I mean I don't like that does not flood my head often but sometimes I'm like okay what is the next thing that we're gonna have to deal with like Uh, you know, because there is going to be a next thing. Like there just is. And I don't know.
1: Mine's more like specific stuff. Like I feel like I have medical anxiety. So it's like appointments or checkups or things like that. It's like, what if blah, 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 this appointment doesn't go well. Like it's that kind of stuff that can lead our head astray. So yeah, I do think about that, but like, that's where my dad would say, like, you only have one time where you have to worry. And that's when like, worrying before it doesn't do anything like you you only worry when you what, what does he say clearly it really landed but he's he's basically like be specific about when you start worrying and that time is not now like right. you're basically wasting your energy cool. um easier said than done but I think like yeah my point in saying that was just you know I think we are more Capable of handling the curveballs than we think we are, and a lot of that is because if we're in a space where we've prepared ourselves to be like healthy, then we can usually handle the the day to day things that coming. Again, I'm not talking about like the crazy tragedies and stuff. I'm just talking about the everyday annoyances. Right.
0: Yes. So get yourself in a really good place when you can, when you have that margin, and then also just know that things are going to come up and like embrace them, welcome them, you know, maybe not with open arms, but just welcome them and take them head on. I think, I think that's the other like bit of advice. I think sometimes when, when hardships come, we try to like run away from them or not deal with them or put them off for a second. And like, I think sometimes you just have to like take the bull by the horns. Is that how that goes? Saying goes and just, embrace it and deal with it immediately and obviously that doesn't apply to like a sick child or something like of course you're going to deal with that immediately but like you know if you have a rough time at work or whatever sometimes it's easy to just like let it go or ignore it for a bit but you know mm-hmm. just kind of taking those those trials head on and dealing with them in the moment mm.
1: Mm. Words of wisdom from us yeah. this morning. Words of wisdom and, from a
0: stay-at-home mom who doesn't have trials at work. <laughs> you, well, you you know what it's like, though.
1: And I think, like, you know, we all have our own stuff. So sometimes my stay-at-home mom friends have more, more trials than others just because they, you know, put more on their plates in terms of the yeah. expectations around yes. being a
0: mom or taking care of things. Yep, for sure. Sal mom has a bunch of different uh, baskets open at all times. Sometimes when I do go to work, I feel like I'm going on a break because there's only one thing that I do at work, and that's be a nurse. But when I'm home, I'm doing like a bunch of different things. you know,
1: so. yeah, that could be another topic because there's different I think as women, we put different expectations on ourselves. like even going back to work, I get home I'm like, what's for dinner. But before when I was home, I felt like I had to be the this is for dinner. And so now it's like, you know, it's this whole thing of I've kind of like allowed myself to not feel pressure in that category. Do I want to get back there and be prepared? Yes. But like, I just, it's, it's taking, yeah, my whole point is just
0: like, good. Yes. Yes.
1: Or if you don't do something and you feel like, oh, I failed today because this was like my one job. And it's like, no, girl, you were at that. CC meeting, and then you did all the things,
0: you know, it's yeah. just like, it's, it is a mindset shift. It's just a mindset shift. Life is just one big mindset shift. So anyway, keep listening. All right, to well, if family. you made it this far, gold star
1: for you, because this was like a very funny bunny
0: episode, but I, I like am. it a little bit rambly, but I love it too. I do have to go cause I have to get to classical conversations, but I love chatting with you. And, um, I hope this was helpful. Everyone keep practicing all the mindset work. What's our September thing. I already forget. Isn't that terrible? Gratitude. Gratitude. General. Yes. Which w- Ruby and I have been doing that every day. So I feel good about that, but, um, jump in if you haven't been, that's a game changer for stress as well. Yes, Yes. that's the biggest one that we're going to work on together. Yes. Okay, chat next week. Okay.